Hey, 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 welcome back to Allegory of the Mind. I am your favorite hostess, Atiana, and this is my podcast. If you did not take a listen to my last episode, Can I Vent? It is available on SoundCloud and iTunes, so give that a listen. In that episode, I honestly just discussed everything that I've been through throughout this year, the ups, the downs. I was very transparent, and I honestly was very vulnerable. It was a really special episode for me. And um, in this episode, I guess it's me dusting myself off and picking myself up. Um, Originally, this podcast was supposed to be um, me taking my listeners' eyes from what they see to be their truth and exposing them to other truths and other perspectives in the world. And just if you've ever heard of Allegory of the Cave, you understand the purpose behind Allegory of the Mind, my podcast. But I mean, everything takes a different course and truly I'm on a journey to my purpose and I feel like this podcast is my space to um, express everything that I'm feeling, everything I'm going through and just I'm going to take a very vulnerable approach with this podcast and just show you that this shit is not, it's not peaches and cream. Your way to the top is never supposed to be peaches and cream. Some people have it made and quite honestly, Atiana does not. I don't have it made. So welcome if this is your first time. Welcome back if this is not your first time. Share with a friend, express how you feel. I love feedback, so don't hesitate to show some love and to show me some feedback and let me know what you think but um first I mean first I want to start and say that everything is mental everything is mental and I hope this can be the episode that you put on when you're cleaning when you're about to do something that you said you're going to do tomorrow today just just take a minute if that's what you're actually about to do I'll give you a minute to get yourself up get your ass up because this episode is not about to be me venting anymore this is more so me being like all right I done reached the bottom again it's time to get this shit back together so if you need a minute to get out the bed get out your seat sit up go wash the dishes turn this up a little bit while you clean up your room I'm gonna give you a second And while you're sitting here, if you're not doing any of that, let's just take a minute to breathe. Just breathe. Because this has been quite the fucking year. (laughs) This has been quite the fucking year. Can you believe that we have to go back to saying um, 2022? Like, you have to get yourself in the groove of saying a whole nother year. Like, we just said 2021. I just got into the practice of saying 2021. Now it's... This is going to be the year of 2022. That's just crazy to me. But this has been a fucking year. I I know I'm not the only one after um, some people that I've talked to heard my last episode. It's just been a year for everyone. It's been an eye opener for everyone. Everyone's learned something new, experienced something new, been through some shit. And I think that even if you're not at the very bottom, if you're not starting over like me, There is just some shit that you might want to decompress from. So let's just take a minute to inhale and let that shit out. Exhale. (laughs) One more. Inhale. And let that shit out. Exhale. (laughs) Um, I just want to say this is not my first rodeo. I am the queen of failing. And it's not like that's a bad thing. I think that failing has a bad rep. It has a bad connotation associated to it. But in all honesty, failure is a part of success. If I didn't fail so much, I don't think I'd be as successful with the things that I do in my life. And I'm really quite good at doing things. Like um, I just pick up things naturally very quick. And maybe that's why I'm an impatient woman. Like, if I can't pick up something quick, then I'm like, oh my gosh, screw it, I'm gonna move on. But it's just honestly because I'm I'm pretty good at everything that I do. But it's because I fail so fucking much. I go through so much in my life to where I have to restart and I have to reinvent and I have to replan. And maybe that's another thing. I'm very meticulous with my planning. But um, if you are at the bottom, 
if you are about to start over, I just have these five things that I usually use for myself that I'd like to, you know, share with you or share with someone who honestly might need it. Uh, first thing I do is always declutter. That's why I'm hoping you clean your you clean your room or you're cleaning your room right now. Decluttering all that crap that's accumulated in your space is such a, a relief because you have that that physical space so that mentally you can you can prep and you can do things. And for me, everything starts in the mind. Everything is mental. This entire thing that we call life, it's a mental game. But in all honesty, having a clear space to start everything and to restart and to plan and to maybe just sit in for days, it's it's better for your mental state and your mental health to have a clear space. So take all that junk out. Whatever does not serve you, whatever is no longer necessary, no longer needed, do not cling to it. Let it go. Throw that shit out. Okay? I know everybody's waiting for 2022 to start over. But why not start today? I know you're like, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Let's start today. You could start within this hour. You could start within the time frame that you either listen to this episode or or when you're finished. I just hope that you start soon and you don't keep putting it off to, oh, it's going to be a new year, new me. Let's start now. Let's start now. And um, after I declutter and I throw away things and I, it's kind of like a, like a decompressing moment for me. Um, I like to sit and think about things that do and don't serve me spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, and kind of just write things out. I know everybody doesn't necessarily do journaling or writing things or, you know, maybe you're a talker, right? And so for me, I don't necessarily always have someone, well, I don't want to say necessary. Like I don't have anyone I can talk to. I do have people because I do know I offend people when I say that. I do have loved ones and I do have people who do care for me, but I am a very independent woman and I just love to figure shit out myself and to do things myself. And I'm very, very private with the things that I go through and the things that I um, work on. So the first thing that you really have to do is acknowledge the fact that you're at this state in your life or you're at this point where you want to change. Because if you don't acknowledge it and you just keep lying to yourself and you're like, you know what, I'm content or things aren't so bad or, you know, I don't really know if I can do better or know if you can get anywhere from here. So I'm just going to let it go. You're just in a state of that the state of denial, you know. You have to acknowledge it first, and I know that's like something you hear when um who what are the the when you're what I think it's when uh, addicts are doing their rehab and stuff like oh first step is at you know admitting it to yourself like it's truly the first step to anything the the first step to solving a problem is admitting that you have a problem that this is an issue in your life and for me. Um, personally, I'm admitting that I have fallen back down to a state of square one. I'm back to the basics. I'm at square one. So after I acknowledge everything that I'm going through, that decluttering is the second step, which is really like releasing. I'm releasing all of the crap that's no longer good for me because I start to question like, what is it in my life that I'm currently unhappy with? Um, what are the things that's blocking me from where I'm trying to go to? What's slowing me down? What can I do to get rid of it? What can I do to add things in to, um, I guess, help me in some way? Like whether it's, it's, it's relationships with certain people, it doesn't have to be romantic. It could be friendships. It could be coworkers for, for all I care. Like it could truly be anything that is in your life that does and does not do you good. You either get rid of it or you keep them in your life and you keep an eye on them and you and you realize the influence that it has on you or don't let it influence you at all depending on you know what direction you're trying to go in your life <clears throat> and for me I've also realized since I'm oh my gosh excuse me <clears throat> since I'm such a meticulous planner I realize planning has given me a sense of direction um I talk a lot like typically around people I'm very shy at first but if you know me, I do talk. And so when I'm by myself, I tend to talk. And I know people look at that as like a bad thing. Like, oh, you're crazy. You talk to yourself. Like, I feel like <laughs> talking to yourself should be normalized. If I didn't talk to myself, there's no telling what I'd physically do 
that I shouldn't be doing, to be honest with you. Like, I have to sit with myself and I consult myself on a lot of stuff. Like, you know, okay, today this and this pissed me off and I didn't like it for this and that reason. And like sometimes, you know, I like to look at how it affected my actions afterwards. Like, okay, if that pissed me off and if I decided, oh, I don't know, I cussed somebody out. I don't typically like to do that, but say it happened. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I sit with myself and I'm like, okay, next time I really don't want that to get the best of me. I really don't even want them to feel like they have that power over me because I used to grow up thinking that, well, not even just thinking that, like I was really taught that like, you don't just let people run over you. You don't just let people, you know, think that they, uh, they could just talk to you any kind of way, just disrespect. So like, I had this huge thing with thinking that everybody was just trying me. Like no matter what it was, if it was little or big, like I was always thinking that people were trying me and trying me and trying me. When all reality, like, you know, giving them that reaction is honestly a weakness. You going off is not a strength like you think it is. Or this is me speaking personally. I, I feel like me going off and me popping off and telling these people about themselves, like, does it give some satisfaction? I would be lying if I said it didn't. <laughs> it definitely makes me feel good at the end of the day to know that I might have cussed the motherfucker out who was really thinking they could try me. But... And see, that's what I'm trying to, that's the old me talking. Because <laughs> really, it's like now giving that person that reaction is feeding into what they're either saying about you or what they want from you. So giving no reaction at all is honestly a power within itself. Giving no response, giving no attention shows that person that they, they, they don't matter to you. They don't matter. And so when a person feels like they don't matter to you, it's like they know that the, the things that they're doing, it holds no weight. It carries no weight. It carries no power. And in a way, you take your power back. So although the old me, you know, growing up in Fort Myers, having brothers, like growing up the way I did, it makes me feel like I need to cuss everybody out and, and throw hands or whatever, like... In reality, moving forward in my adult life, it's better to just look the other way. Until it gets physical, until they physically put their hands on me, then it's better to just not even give them attention because they don't matter. And in the grand scheme of things, it does not matter. <laughs> like, I know at that moment, in that time, you might feel a way about what something they've done or said, but like, just realize on planet Earth, this floating rock that we are living on, <laughs> that shit doesn't fucking matter, okay? So just, that's 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 part of the process, I promise. Release that type of stuff. Release those, those thoughts, those feelings, those reactions, all of that. Just, it's a moment of starting over. When you fail, you have a moment. And this is the best thing that I, this is my favorite part about getting to this spot. It's not something that I, you know, love to get to, but... If I reach a state of failure, it's pretty great because I have a chance to reinvent myself and to recreate different plans and to redirect myself on a different path because it's like, okay, I failed. I know what the fuck not to do. I know that that was not it. What I, what, what I was doing, it might have some positive takeaways, but overall something went wrong so I now have a chance to step up get closer to success by changing something in my life or changing the things that I was doing to get to where I want to be so you acknowledge you release and then the thing that I like to do for myself is go over the things that I'm really grateful for um, every morning I start my morning off by Again, I talk to myself a lot. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. <laughs> I talk to myself so much. And you know what? If you go into a public space and you want to discuss something with yourself or you want to talk about something that's like infuriating, put some headphones in. Put some headphones in. And if you want to, pretend like you're on the phone with a friend and just go off. Just talk. I promise it's like such a... It's such a relief to just discuss because at the end of the day, you don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, I told somebody all my business. Like you're just talking. So anyway, that's just a little tip. That's something I do. But um, I always start off with what I'm grateful for. 
Like, you know, if it's something so simple as I woke up this morning, um, I'm grateful for being able to walk. I'm grateful for having food in the refrigerator, um, transportation, anything like that. I start off with what I'm grateful for because I feel like it puts me in the mindset of it's a, it's a positive way to start things off. I don't want the negativity from my failure to cloud my thoughts and to cloud um, what could possibly turn into a positive outcome for me. So that's what I do. That's my third step. And then the fourth step is like me professing things that I want into my life. And I know this is probably like the step that people like to say like, oh, you know, um, I'm manifesting, I'm manifesting. I like to instead, because I feel like a lot of people, uh, I don't know. Manifesting goes into like a different spiritual, I don't know. I don't really want to get into it. I feel like it's overused. I'm going to just put that in short. It's overused sometimes. So I like to profess the things that I want and um, like declare them that that's going to be true for me. Like I'm going to profess a new job or I'm going to um, profess that I'm going to get a new car, profess that I'm going to graduate. Um, in other cases, for other people, I'm going to profess to be a better parent profess to uh, be a better business uh, owner, a better entrepreneur. Like there's a ton of things that you can do in your case. But for me, it will be graduating, getting a job um, and getting a call. Hey, you guys, I got a job. <laughs> I got a job. Like I don't even have to profess that. Your girl got a job. It's in a warehouse doing my thing. Going to be able to use my certifications. I miss the forklift so bad. Like, I get asked all the time because I came into an interview, uh, one of the interviews, and there was like, you're just so girly. Like, are you sure you've worked in the warehouse field before? I'm like, it's on my resume twice. Like, sweetie, I does this. <laughs> this is my shit. I hate, I, when I used to work in Wynwood and I was a receptionist um, in other places, like, it was cute, you know, but like, people just saw me as like a cute face at a desk and doing little phone duties for them and taking notes and sending emails and I just like they they would always be there was this one guy who came down one time I think his name was Matthew he had curly hair and and glasses or whatever and he was just like you know you just sit cute like you know you get paid to do and I'll go get you some coffee and breakfast from around the way and I was like mm, did I eat the breakfast yes D did I feel a way though yes like I was like I never want someone to look at me like that I'm beyond a cute face. I'm beyond my looks. Like, I can physically do stuff. And I hated the fact that I had to sit at that damn desk for eight-plus-hour shifts. Like, I was gaining weight out the ass, and I just didn't feel good about myself. Like, I had to physically get up and walk around just so my hips wouldn't start hurting. So, in the warehouse field, me being able to move around and honestly, uh, with my competitive ass, like, compete with some of my co-workers it's like honestly my my favorite thing to do so and, and no day is the same like absolutely no week is the same at that so that's my shit when I came into the interview and they was like oh my gosh I can't believe you you're certified on this and that like can we see it I was like yeah hold my purse <laughs> I will show you right now I'm not that good on the propane one but I could still maneuver it but um anyways <laughs> back to what I was saying you declare it and then your fifth step, because there's five steps that I usually do, and I always keep this in mind because I journal, so I always keep them in my journal. The fifth one is take action. And see, this is my problem with y'all. And I'm going to say y'all, including myself, and I'm going to just speak from a, from a parent view. I'm tired of people telling me or even telling themselves and lying to themselves that, oh, I want this, and I want this, and I want that, and I'm going to get money this way, and I'm going to be rich, and I can't wait till I'm rich, and da da da, da. and they never have a freaking plan to get there. How are you going to get rich? Huh? How are you going to get that car? Huh? How are you going to get to that place that you want to be so bad? How are you going to get there? You have no plan. You're taking no action. You're not even in the process of doing anything to obtain anything that you're talking about. You're just talking. The fifth step when it comes to my process is probably the most, it's, it's where the grit comes in. But you know what? Nowadays, I feel like not everybody needs to work harder. You could just work smarter. We're in an age now where technology rules everything. And we're still progressing to where technology will probably, no, no, no. It's in our daily life now, but it's going to take over everything. So you don't even always have to work harder. 
But the fifth step is something that everybody misses or they get lazy or they just lay down on themselves. And I'm here to tell you to do that shit. Stop fucking waiting until tomorrow, okay? Stop waiting until you you broke and you can't do it no more and you crying and you sitting in your room or don't don't let it get there. If it's small steps and I feel like everybody feels like in order for you to get to the place that you need to be, you need to be taking big steps every day. If you can take big steps every day, do it. But it does not mean that you have to do that. It it, it could start so small and I just I wish that everybody realized it could start so small. And you know what? I don't know your story, so I'm going to say something personal for mine. When I was in my first two years of college, um, if this is your first episode, I did two years back at home in Fort Myers at Florida Southwestern uh, State College with all of my friends. And then I transferred here to uh, FIU, Florida International University, um, to finish out my bachelor's degree to do my last two years. So within my first two years, I was also working full time full-time student, full-time worker, and best believe if you ever interact with my friends, they will tell you we were out like every week, like every Thursday, every Saturday. At the time, my best friend and I were always out in the club, so I my schedule was around the clock, and on top of that, I was always um, uh, with family and stuff like that, so I had a very busy schedule. So my thing was like, how am I going to transfer If I have so much shit on my plate, like how am I going to get to the steps of, you know, getting to to transfer outside of my city? Because I was very upset with myself. Well, really just upset in general that I didn't make it to a university fresh out of high school. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm very thankful for my first two years. But I was just like, you know. What the fuck am I going to do? I cannot be living in Fort Myers my whole life. I can't do this. (laughs) I had outgrown the city and... It was just like, you know, my depression was really bad back then, like really bad. And I'm thankful back then I wasn't smoking and drinking like that. It wasn't until um, I honestly moved into my, I want, yeah, I want to say my third or fourth year. That's when I started smoking and drinking. But my first two years, I was just, I don't even know. I don't even know how I was able to party until 2 a.m. and then get up for 8 o'clock. Like, I don't know what the hell I was on. But it wasn't drugs. (laughs) It wasn't drugs. So in order to dig myself out of this mental depression, because again, everything is mental, I just started with something so small like going to the beach. And I'm a person who no matter what day it is, no matter what time it is, no matter how many times I, I freaking go, I always will end up at the beach. Always. So I was like, okay, let me get to the beach. And when I would get to the beach, um, I, I like, oh my gosh, <clears throat> when I would get to the beach in consecutive days, I made it a habit of, okay, I'm gonna go to the beach and I'm a pray. And back then I was like, really, I don't even want to say super religious because I still pray every day. It was just different back then than it is now for me personally. So back then, you know, I was really big on everything and I was just praying, praying, praying. I would go to the beach and I would pray, 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 pray. And then it was like, okay, you know, like just pretty much what I'm trying to say is like every day when I would go, I would add certain things, you know, just to slowly get myself out of this funk mentally of you're never going to get this shit done or life is really fucking hard right now. Like, how are you going to make it out? Are you going to graduate? Because like with all this stuff going on, it was like, although I was in school, the focus was there because it was at the time, all my friends was in school with me. So if I went out or something like that, all these people are also in school and we're all, you know, on the same accord of, oh shit, I have an assignment in the morning. Opposed to like, if I was to go hang out with somebody who's a group of people who aren't in college and they're just like, oh, you got homework, you know, they're not really saying anything about it because they don't have homework. So it was just like every day I had to do something little. And then eventually, like, I stopped going to the beach. And um, I was living with uh, my best friend at the time back in Lehigh. So I was like, okay, I really want to start running. This is when I hyper fixated on 
freaking my, I want to say my physical health, but it was really just running. Like it started off with me running. I, I ran or at least I tried to run her entire block. And then I got chased by like two, three dogs. So I'm like, okay, this is going to take a minute because I am going to run this whole block. It's a nice shot of, uh, it was just a nice loop. It was a perfect loop to run. It went from, okay, the first two times I walked it, and then got familiar with the dogs. And then I started running. I would run from mailbox to like a corner or so. Like in my head, it was me preparing myself to run the entire thing, but going in as baby steps, baby steps. I didn't just full out say, okay, today I'm going to run this shit. And then, you know, I did do that one time, but I threw up. So, <laughs> you know, shit happens. Like you just have to ease in there. You can take tiny steps, but regardless regardless, if you don't take nothing from this episode, take that you need to get shit done. The fifth step out of the, out of all five, the fifth step is always the most important because no matter how much you want to be rich, no matter how much you want them pair of shoes, um, no matter how much you want those purses and that lifestyle, you need to do something about it. You need to get up and do something about it. Small or big, it all contributes to the bigger picture. Just know that. No matter how many puzzle pieces I put in on one day, the puzzle piece, it all together gets done. It all, it gets done. So don't even try to rush the timing. You're in your own timing. Make sure you stay in your own line, your lane. Make sure you don't compare yourself to others. That's really freaking important. That's another thing about y'all. Back, especially back at home, if you're a listener who is, who is in Lee County, stop going on social media and seeing what others are doing and comparing it to your own life. Because you don't know what goes on in their daily life, what they do, what they're doing. Honestly, don't even matter. Good for them. For you, focus on what you want. Focus on yourself, how you can make yourself better. And I feel like everybody cares so much about others' opinions that they let it cloud their own journey. And like I said, in the grand scheme of things, none of this shit even fucking matters. None of this matters. And and so what if they judge you? Like, it's just like, I think people care, they allow opinions to carry too much weight. So for yourself, for your journey, for your purpose, for for whatever you want to do, I don't care if if your goal is to just get a, a Chanel purse, like, Focus on yourself and how you want to go about it. Small savings if you want to every day or just something. You need to do something. I, I can't, I cannot stand, and I hope this don't offend nobody. I can't stand when people are like, oh, I prayed about it. Oh, I prayed about it. Sweetie, okay, now do something about it. Like, you you just, you just telling God, like, oh, God, I want a million dollars. Like, it's not going to come out of the sky. Again, I hope I'm not offending nobody, but you got to do something to get there. Because if you're if you're religious, you know that there's a saying where it's walk by faith. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to you need to be acting on that. You need to be doing something. If you want assistance from whoever higher power you serve, then pray about it because they'll be with you. But like, don't just think that they're going to come down and do this for you. Don't just think you're going to wake up and it's in the mailbox or it's knocking at your door. You have to do something about it. You have to do something about it. And that's why in the first step, when you acknowledge it, it's like a you have to come into this self-awareness. That's that's like in my third step, when I say I'm, I, I go through the things I'm grateful for, I'm really most grateful for being self-aware. I'm really grateful for that because although I do fuck up, although I, although I do go through failures, I'm aware of, okay, Atiana, <clears throat> we're at a point now, we have to start over. Okay, you know, from my last episode, we went through a lot. I went through a lot of shit. I went through a lot of shit, a lot of shit. It all crumbled in a couple months. It all came and and went and it was great. And then it just crumbled. So now it's like you have to put in the work. And I think that's when everybody I think that's what separates um, those who do succeed and those who don't. Because it's all about how consistent you are and how how in your mental state you, you think that you can do it and you put that action behind it as well. The successful people, they fail all the time. 
And I hear people say like, oh, I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to fail. Sweetie, <laughs> if you don't do anything, you're a failure. <laughs> if you're, <clears throat> I'm sorry, that shouldn't be funny. I shouldn't be laughing. But if you're not doing anything, you're a failure. You're already at the bottom because you're not doing anything. Everybody at the top is doing something. So if you're not doing anything, you're, you're, you're damn sure not at the top. I don't care what no one tells you. You're not at the top. I know you want to be there so bad, but you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. Everything that you see in your daily life, something that's physically uh, made, I'm pretty sure whoever invented it didn't get it on the first try. I just know for a fact. I've never heard anything in history the first time it was physically made. It was. It's what we're using in our daily lives now. It, there's no way. It's what they call a test run. It's the. It's the draft. Okay, that's the effort that they put in at first. Those are their small, you know, their small steps, their baby steps, maybe even their big steps. Sometimes it doesn't take as long for them. But again, they're trying, they're failing, they're continuing. That consistency is what's getting them to the top. And I feel like that's something that goes over a lot of people's freaking heads. And it just irritates me. Because when I hear people vent to me and I, I see things on social media, when I go on social media, it's just like everybody wants something, but nobody's doing anything to get there. And I'm tired of y'all shit. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all shit. Like, for real. I'm tired of you saying, you cannot in the same sentence say that you're tired of failing or you don't want to fail, but you're not doing anything to get to success. In fact, failure is what gets you there. Like once you fail, shit, if you fail a million times, it's like, you know what not to do. What's not clicking? I, I, you don't understand how much that irritates me. What's not clicking? You know what not to do. You've already did the thing that you were afraid of. That should be your biggest, you know, fear. You already got it out of the way. Okay, sweetie, what's next? What's next? And um, for this podcast, I said I wanted to be more vulnerable. So in the last episode, I discussed like pretty much where I'm at a state where it's like, what the fuck do I want to do next? Like, do I want to do this shit? Yeah, I want to do this shit. Life's not over. I'm a prideful-ass, competitive-ass, Leo woman. Like, I want to do this shit. I'm hungry for what I want in this life. What's next? So it's like, okay, you got to sit and you honestly you honestly have to be your biggest critic, but not in a way where you are your biggest hater. Don't let you yourself get in your own way, okay? So you got to ask the right questions. So like, okay, in my case, we'll go for my personal story because I don't know yours. I hope you're doing something while you're listening to this. But, um, you know, I lost my car. So it's like, okay, you know, um, I had a chance to sell my vehicle before it got to that point. That was honestly something that I had to let go of. Like, it was something in my head that was a huge regret. Because I'm like, bitch, you could have had 3K sitting in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I, I had the regret, but the biggest part of acknowledging and releasing, because those, although those are the first two steps, those two steps never leave you. Those are what you carry throughout your entire journey because you have to keep acknowledging and releasing, acknowledging and releasing. It's not something that you just do when you fail. You have to do that all the time. But it was like that regret that I had, I had to let it go. So it's like, okay, yeah, you know, I I definitely should have sold the car when I had the chance. I didn't think it was going to get here because I was putting all these new um mechanical pieces inside like I was paying so much money for this car to be up to par for just the damn motor to die out I was like bro I had everything I had everything so you know let go of the regret what do I do about that what's next okay I need um I need to get a job because since I lost my job from not being able to um make the commute it's a matter of getting on my feet and finding a job and like I said I found a job so I I'm here. That's the first step for me. Um, after that, once, once, well, since I have my job now, it's a Jewish warehouse. So I have to wait until they start, you know, having any holidays. I just got to rack up. It's a, it's a matter of now I have to discipline myself. I have to put in the work of keeping my goals in mind and not getting, um, not allowing that temptation to get to me. 
I know there are so many things I want to spend my money on right now. So many things, so many things, so many things. Because I didn't think I was going to be here. And I always keep a list of things that I want to buy in my notebook. Believe me, there's so much shit I want to buy. But a vehicle is really important to me. Because my goal is graduation's right around the corner. Once I graduate, I may find an apartment here in Miami and live here for a little bit. So it's like, I need a car if I want an apartment. You know what I mean? I can't have the place. Like, I don't want to be stuck in the place where I'm trying to get the funds for both. So before graduation comes to me, it's, it, because it's been creeping up, but it's, it's damn near here. Before it gets here, let me work on this first. My baby step was at first applying to about, I applied to 10 jobs a day. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, just applying, applying, applying. Land a job, because I went to several interviews, landed a job. Now it's a matter of self-discipline. Okay, what do I do while I'm at the job? What do I do to to keep that self-discipline? Minimizing all of my expenses. Okay, look like, listen, y'all, I came up on something the other day. Okay, I was thinking like, oh, I really need my nails done, my nails done, my nails done. Like, I don't have the money to get a manicure and a pedicure, and I'm spoiled. Like, I honestly spoiled the fuck out of myself. When I was making all that money, y'all, I was getting my nails done, like, every week. I'm not even joking. It got to points where, like, I had to skip out on a couple pedicures because I was just really, like, upkeeping myself, getting my hair done all the time. So I'm at a point now where I can't get that done, and I'm like, mm, I look rough. I came up on press-ons. I did not know press-ons looked like this. And they $8 at Walgreens. Like, you don't even know if I went to Danny, my nail guy, or if I took a little night trip to Walgreens and got my little $8 kit and did these myself. Like, minimizing my expenses. You know what I'm saying? Although that's the lifestyle I was accustomed to that I created for myself, I have to minimize my expenses because I have to keep my eyes on the bigger goal. Now, could I could just like, you know, completely cut out the $8? Yeah, but it's $8. It's not hurting nobody. It'd be different if it was like a bigger price. You know what I'm saying? It's just like once you you have to humble yourself. Once you get to this spot in your life, don't think that it's okay to just start buying things and doing things that you honestly cannot afford. Live within your means. Live within your means. Stop buying designer things when you know you still need to buy a car. Stop buying all these these big things for your kids and stuff like that if you know that you're looking to get a house and you're living with your parents. Just remember your goals. I know it's so hard to, you know, discipline yourself on them because you're like, oh, I have the money. Think to yourself, no, the fuck you don't. Like, that's what I had. I walked through the store the other day and I was like, but girl, I do. And I, no, no, you don't, Atiana. No, we're broke. We're broke. We're broke. You just, just say that to yourself. I know that it's a, it's a, this is a very humbling experience, but we're here. We failed. We're at the bottom. No, you don't. You do not have the money for that. Okay. Sally, you do not have the money for that. Okay. I know it's in your account, but it doesn't mean you have it. Okay. I know it's in your account, but it does not mean you have it. Remember, this part of the of the goal is it's just you got to keep your eye on the prize. And don't just cuz I know you're going to be pissed off when you still at your mom's house. When you still at your mom's house, but you got all these designer things. Remember the goal here. Okay? <laughs> Remember the goal here. And like um yeah, I don't I don't know. Like once I get my car, it's going to be a matter of, okay, now I need to probably minimize my shopping expenses. Because once I get the car, well, this is how I worked last time. When I got my car, I just started buying shit. Like I was cleaning out my closet last week and I was like, oh my gosh, all this stuff has tags on it. <laughs> all this stuff has tags on it. There was this, um, there was this party that I was supposed to go to when I was talking to this this producer dude for one of his artists it was a listening party and I ended up wearing the outfit to my friend's giving but like that outfit originally was for that party and I had that in my closet for months so like when I get the money especially when I get the car like the car right now is my big goal I already got the job so I'm working on the car I just spend money on all types of stuff like, all types of stuff. Like, even food. Like, I'll just start buying from places. And, like, I love to try different foods. But, like, I'll have food in my refrigerator 
when I'm in the grocery store, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this. And I never eat it, and it just goes to waste. Or I have all these clothes that I'm not always wearing or don't even wear at all, and they just have tags, and they're just sitting in my closet. Like, you just have to, you have to pay attention to stuff like that. But when you're at the bottom, it's not as bad as you think. Because even in a state of um, failure and having to do these five steps, I feel like this is also a chance for you to reinvent yourself. And like, honestly, that's why I dyed my hair, Ginger. <laughs> that's why I dyed my hair. Because I'm like, you know what? I could be anybody right now, really. Like, I'm depressed as fuck. And honestly, I need a change. And I already have a piercing where I want it. I'm thinking about getting my septum. Don't know about it yet. Was going to get the tattoo. I didn't know, like, how I wanted the tattoo to look at the time. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just dye the hair. You can literally reinvent yourself because you you failed. You're at the bottom. You're starting from scratch. You're starting from scratch. You could do anything you want to. You could start all over. And I was like, I'm going to be a new bitch. Like, I'm going to get this ginger in my hair. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to, you know, my little press has got me feeling good about myself. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's all new. It's a brand new start. It's as if I moved to another country. Like, that's how I think about it in my head. Although I'm still in Miami, I, I'm not even from here. So, like, really, I can go anywhere in the city and do something and then leave and, and feel good because, like, I'll never see those people again. But, like, that's how I feel about myself and my life. Like, none of, again, I say this a lot. None of this shit matters to me. We're floating on a rock. So you just get to do whatever you want. You get to make this shit up as you go. And I feel like people, again, there's this connotation with failure where you feel like, you know, you're so down and you're depressed about it. When really, I feel like we should celebrate failure in a way. It's not to say like, oh, yay, my car is gone. Yay, I'm unemployed. Yay, I got my heart broke. It's just like you have another chance to start over. You know what I'm saying? You get another chance to redirect your life. And that's another thing I should really touch bases on. That heartbreak shit is for, oh my gosh. Like, let's take another breather. <laughs> Everybody, breathe in. Let that shit go. Breathe in. Let that shit go. I should have never caught feelings. <laughs> I, we're in a society. I'm in a generation where everybody is absolutely emotionally absent, unstable, uh, depending on others. And, and as a person who's consistently working on themselves, it's absolutely draining to be in situations where people are leading you on for it to be one thing when it's absolutely another. Or when you and your head are tricking yourself for it to be something that it's not. It's like there's so many rules out there. There's so many rules. And then they're like, you know, now it's like everybody's like, oh, let's practice detachment. Detach yourself. Detach yourself. Like, that is absolutely insane. It's insane. It's insane. The dating scene is crazy. Again, I did get my heart broke. Um, I did. I really did. And it's crazy because, like, I said it last time, but really admitting it right now is... It's a little sad. It's a little sad because, like, I didn't... I'm sure everybody feels like this. When you get to that point, you're just like, damn, I really let that person in. And then you start, like, you know, sabotaging your... Like, you... That's another thing, though. Like, don't do self-sabotage. Don't don't feel so down that you stop your process. Because all this stuff that I'm talking about, that's, like, your life. That's, like, the mental and spiritual stuff. Like, emotionally let's unpack this emotionally it's really hard to pick yourself up if there's anybody going through a heartbreak right now I'm giving you a hug this is your hug just take this right now rub your chest it's a hug from Atiana that's just gonna get better I promise I promise there's somebody for you and like really I had to tell myself that in the mirror because like there was a point where I was like oh my gosh like you know I told myself that I was just dating around that I cannot believe I fell for this person out of all the people I was talking to. You know, you just start, like, getting so mad at yourself. Like, why the fuck did you do that? When it's like you're human. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Because um, maybe I'm not going to word this correctly verbatim, but I'm sure you'll get the gist of what I'm saying. 
they say that emotional pain is like equivalent to you physically having a, a, a sharper pain. So really your emotions really is a really big, it really, really, it's a big thing to keep in check and to check in on because it'll physically affect you in a very negative way or positive, depending, you know, how you feel. But it's a really good thing to check in on yourself. And if you're at that failure when it comes to your love life, again, here's a hug, because <laughs> I think we all need it in this year, especially like everybody is going through shit, whether it's, you know, it could be failure, it could just be demons they fighting. It could just be things that's going on in their head and things they're not dealing with correctly. And and just think to yourself, you don't want to be like that. That's You don't want to look down on other people, but you don't want to end up emotionally absent. You don't want to end up in a space where you're just completely closing yourself out to everyone due to this one very bad experience. Heartbreak is hard. And it really does cause depression. It causes you to honestly resent a lot of people and resent a lot of things or to close your heart to other people. When I feel like um, it's, it's not to say you should just move on so quickly and to just jump from person to person. It should really be a point of reflection because sometimes you give yourself a... Uh, you give yourself away to that person. Like there's a piece that you gave to them that you probably shouldn't have, but did. And that's okay. Cause again, you're human. Don't be so hard on yourself, but you have to regain that before you talk to someone else. Like you have to know who the fuck you are before you start messing around with other people. And don't forget that in your process. Don't forget that. Cause I know people just hop from person to person. Well, Oh, and they didn't do right by me. So I'm just going to have somebody replace them. Like, I know that's what everybody thinks. And they think that's cute when really that's what make people emotionally absent because say that person that you just hopped to is going to do the same thing. The first person did. And all you're doing is replacing, 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 but you're not healing. You're not taking a second to step back and say, Whoa, that shit hurt. Damn. Let me let me go through the motions on that one. Let me, I need a minute. You know what I'm saying? I need a minute to really gather myself and to really think about all of that. Don't just keep going out here thinking it's cute to hop from person to person. It's not. And like, you know, in any, in another case, like, oh, I'm put myself out there. But, um, you know, when I used to hop, I never hopped. I ain't even gonna lie to you. But something that I did notice within myself, if I was to go to another person after like someone hurt my feelings, but not in a way that was like detrimental, you know what I mean? Like a small hurt. It's like to the next person, I'm slightly evil. Like I'm not even gonna lie. When it comes to my love life, I'm a toxic person. And I feel like it came from me thinking, oh, you know, I'm single. I'm not obligated to anybody. I'm not tied down to anything. I'm really just on the dating scene. The dating scene really made me like extremely emotionally toxic. I just kind of stopped. I, I kind of shut my feelings off. And maybe that's why I got caught up with one person who was also emotionally unavailable because I was emotionally unavailable and I was just having a good time and just keeping them for fun time, but not really like, you know, getting involved with their feelings. Like I would hear about what they're passionate about. I would listen to their days. We'd have really great conversation, insightful conversations on a lot of different subjects and topics. But at the end of the day, I was just emotionally not really there for them. Like I have empathy, but like it just wasn't to the point of like, oh, I care for you. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. So it's like um, being with these people, I was, I, there was one person, well, I'm not going to lie, there were like two or three people who would cry to me and tell me like, you know, like, why aren't you, why don't you care? Why don't you care? And it's like, yeah, I had my breakup, but like I, and I took that time for myself to really get myself together before I started dating. But it was to a point where like, I just realized I wasn't opening up my heart. Like I wasn't there. I was just dating. And I thought they had that idea of that's what we were, I thought we were on the same page, but you know, sometimes things get mixed up and people's feelings get involved and they start, you know, creating scenarios and things in their head and they start to believe it. That wasn't necessarily the case, but again, my point is don't just move person to person because you could be the person hurting another person after you just got hurt. So you're just spreading hurt amongst other people. And I know you're like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? That bitch broke my heart or that man broke my heart. Dude, 
do do some other people a favor. It's not something that is even remotely like that shit hurts. <laughs> Heartbreak is nothing to play with. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Like an emotional pain, I'd rather get punched in the face because I can't. I can't. Um, I can't just feel sad for one day from a heartbreak. You know, you can't just be sad for an hour and go about your day. Like you have to sit through that pain and those emotions for as long as they're there, as long as they're there. And I know people in their mind are like, well, you know, if I'm occupied with another person, then I won't think about that person. But let's, let's get back to the fact of the matter. Let's be more focused on the shit that you need to be doing. Like that fifth step, taking action. I hope you're still doing something right now where you're listening to this episode. But yeah, be occupied with something that's really good for you. Be occupied with something that's going to benefit you. Don't just start going and um, spreading your your hurt and your negative feelings with other people. And if you don't listen to that piece of advice, because I'm sure others won't, I'm sure some of you won't, then at least let that person know what's up from the beginning let let you guys be on the same page don't you know get their hopes up and make them feel a certain way because I feel like um if I and I'm a I I openly communicate when I'm in a romantic um situation but uh in those situations with those people maybe I wasn't communicating well enough so that they were aware of what I was doing and what I wasn't doing and what I was willing to emotionally allow myself to open up to but um man, this heartbreak that I'm experiencing isn't necessarily going away because this person is still contacting me. Like, this person... And I know I said I blocked him. If you're catching that, I did say I blocked him. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to give my power away and block him. Because I don't block people. Like, it's very, very, very rare. Very, 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 very rare that I will block someone. So I unblocked them for that reason. But ever since then, like, they've been hitting up my phone. So... It's harder to to get over that person, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's that's my truth. I'm still working on that. I am really hyper fixated on my process of getting myself together. But like, really, every day I wake up after I say what I'm grateful for, I'm like, all right, Atiyan, it's time to get this shit together. It's time to put this shit together. You failed. You're at the bottom. Cool. Woo, woo, woo. You cried. You did your thing. You know what I'm saying? But if you did it before, you can do it again. And that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm on. That's the type of time that I'm on. And I feel like that should be the type of time that you're on. And I feel that if you really hyper fixate on the things that's important in your life and, um, stop paying attention and getting distracted by the things that honestly don't at all add to you as a person or to your process or your journey, then don't pay attention to it. Give it no power. Give it no power. There's way, there's way too many instances where I feel that I gave power to, to situations that I shouldn't have. But again, I'm I'm learning every day. You live and you learn. I'm learning every day and I'm trying not to be too hard on myself. I'm trying to realize that I am still young. And if you're older than me, because I'm, I'm 23, if you're older than me and you're listening, just know that it's never too late. I know that like there are parents, there's people that I've met in my life, especially when I was working downtown, um, where they just feel like they're stuck. Like that's it for them. They're content because they feel like they can't do anything and they're just, they're going to sit at the bottom and they feel like they're too old to start over. You're never too old to start over. Is, and, and another thing, is that how you want to die? Because I think about that. Like, if I have to reach them pearly gates and be like, you know, for the last 30 years, I was like, just, I don't know, I'm just going to pick. I'm not just like picking on someone. But like, I worked at a construction site and I was truly unhappy, but I was making the money and I was paying my rent from month to month. I, I, I'd rather be dead because you didn't live at all. You might as well have died. I, I really hate to say that. That's probably not a good thing to say. But that's just really honest. Like, you're truly dead. You're just living paycheck to paycheck. And, like, you know, for some people, that's okay. But for you, you should want more for yourself. You can do more for yourself. We're in an age, again, with computers. People can work from home and make extra money. 
at nighttime. So even if you do have one job that you're doing during the day, you can still make money another way. There's ways to make passive income. There's ways to sell things online without it even touching your hands. There's so many things to do that you can look into that I feel that you should never settle and never be content with the place that you are in your life because there's always room for growth. So the moment that you in your head set and say that I am settled and I am content with the situation that I'm in, then it's over for you. That's game over. You unplug the video game. But the moment you're like, okay, I'm here. Yeah, this shit sucks. I've been doing it for 30 years, but fuck, I'm going to quit this job today or I'm going to quit next month after I find a better job and we're going to start over from scratch. It's all mental, you guys. It's all mental. Nothing is keeping you back except for you. And I hate when people are like, it's it's my finances. It's my kids. It's my kids, my kids, my kids. I have to make a living. I have rent to pay. I have bills to pay. I have a car note. I have this. I have that. I have this. It's all excuses. Excuses. Stop making excuses for yourself. Get up and do that shit. If that's what you want to do, if there's a different lifestyle that you want to obtain and you want to live, then do what you need to do to get there. Stop thinking that you're you're just stuck in this position. You're only stuck because you want to be stuck. You're only stuck because you don't care. You've given up. Stop giving up on yourself. You're better than that. If nobody told you, I'm telling you today, you're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that. You could do better for yourself. If you want better for yourself, take action. Like I said on that fifth step, acknowledge that you're in a spot in your life that you don't want to be. You're unhappy. Acknowledge you're unhappy. I know people are always in denial. Acknowledge that shit. The moment you acknowledge it, it's honestly the first step. Just like they say for the addicts, it's your first step. Let's do something about it. Let's do something about it. Let's create a plan. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like I, I'm so tired of, of, of hearing all this bullshit. Here I am in, in my process, and I get all these people coming to me asking me, you know, how do you keep going? How do you do this? How do you do that? Bro, I just believe in myself. Every day, do I go through the depressive thoughts? Do I go through moments of, yeah, I want to uh, flip the switch? Yes, every day. I would be lying if I said I didn't. Every day, you guys, I, I think like that. Every day, unfortunately, it runs through my head. But you know what? I'm not dead. I'm still here. And I'll be damned if I have to live in a life where I'm unhappy. Like, shit, you already got me alive. Okay, I'm here. Now it better be fun. Entertain me. Give me something good while I'm here on earth. Right? This is this this whole experience, it's a human experience. It's our experience on earth. And unfortunately, they got us out here paying taxes and paying bills and stuff like that. But you can still live a life that you're comfortable and happy in. So... <laughs> I feel like I'm getting intense, but I feel like some people just need to hear it because it's just, it's, it's so upsetting to hear people putting things off in their life to later next year, tomorrow, or this and that. And it's because of my kids and it's because of this. And it's just so disappointing because truly I don't want to hear any of that bullshit when people talk to me, my ears turn off because it's like excuses just don't fly with me. I will never make an excuse for something. If I truly want something, I go after it. I'm a go-getter. And I, I just hope that I can, I'm, I'm pushing that spirit through this microphone for you guys. I want you to be a go-getter. If you are unhappy in your life, if you are at the bottom like me, if you are looking to start over, if you are looking to reinvent yourself, if you are looking to change your life, create a plan and fucking do it no excuses no one's here to do it jesus is not putting a million dollars in your mailbox tonight i'm sorry you gotta do something about it <laughs> um uh i think i'm gonna end the episode here um I really love this podcast, you guys. This is so much fun for me. This is honestly a, a really big passion of mine. Um, I really, again, I love hearing you guys' feedback and, and you sharing my episodes and things like that. It really means a lot to me. Um, this is our fourth episode. I'm honestly, I'll be proud of myself if I make it to the 10th. Like, this is something that I, I have a passion for, but I sometimes just don't always create the time for it, and I'm trying to do better on that. So, um, I'm going to leave you guys with everything that I said. 
uh, I hope that you're doing something. This is supposed to be the episode. I'm telling you that you're supposed to put on to wash them dishes and fold them clothes too. But uh, I hope that you guys acknowledge the fact that it's okay to fail. It's okay to fail. And I just want to send a warm, big hug to everyone listening to this. And with that, it's your favorite hostess, Atiana, signing out.